Happy Monday, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Dental Download Podcast. My name is Haley, and today we're also going to be joined with my classmate, Jenna, to talk all about health and fitness, our tips for staying healthy in grad school, whether that's starting from ground zero or you're already pretty apt to going to the gym and working out. We have kind of advice and experiences to share from all perspectives, me being someone that hasn't had much time for working out yet in dental school versus Jenna, who's actually a pro natural bikini body competitor. So it's quite the range of experiences, and I think you will find this episode to be helpful if you were someone that was wondering how much time you have in dental school, how you can make time to take care of yourself. This is kind of a part one to a two-part topic, I guess, that I want to address. I'm also going to be doing an episode with another University of Michigan dental student talking about mental health in dental school, so that's something that's going to go up a little bit later in January. But before we get into the episode with Jenna, I do just want to catch you up a little bit on what's been happening in my life of dental school, and then we will also share a little motivation before the episode starts to start your week on a good note. So I'm actually not going to go too much into some life updates because the semester is wrapping up. I have finals this coming week and then a couple more the following week, and we finish on December 16th. And other than that, I actually have tons of updates about school, about connections I've been making with different dentists, about future plans for myself professionally that I've been making, and just a whole sort of thing. So I'm actually going to save those for an episode going up on December 21st, that Monday, after I finish my finals. I'm going to do a fall semester recap episode and talk a little bit about finals as well. I also have some episodes recapping summer term. If you're interested in that as well, just scroll down till you find that one. If you're interested in what happened in our first semester of dental school, I did also just want to say, like the episode with Mitchell, my microphone was on a weird setting while I was recording with Jenna, so when I'm speaking, it does sound a little bit off, but hopefully going forward in other episodes, that won't be a problem. I think I have it all fixed. It obviously sounds okay right now, so fingers crossed for the future, but I just wanted to preface that and apologize. And the last thing I wanted to do in this little intro is share some motivation for the week. So we kind of mentioned this in this episode, but I just wanted to put it out here right at the beginning, and that is that everyone starts from somewhere. And it's okay if your starting place isn't the same as someone else because the only way to get where you want to go and to reach your goals is to start wherever that may be, whatever phase that you're in, whether that is health and fitness. Since you're listening to this episode, I assume that might be something you're interested in. But that could also be with school. That could also be with finally calling a dentist and set up shadowing. It could be with reaching out to a potential employer, like whatever phase of life that you're at, you just need to give it a go and start and be patient with yourself. And you're going to get a lot more motivation listening to the rest of this episode with Jenna and I. So I hope you all enjoy it. And I will talk to you again at the end of the episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Hi, everyone. So we have another guest today. I'm joined with another one of my classmates, actually, and she's here to help me talk about staying healthy during grad school, in particular for us, dental school. So Jenna, can you introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks so much for having me, Haley. Uh, I'm excited to be here with everybody. Uh, My name is Jenna McKinnon, or Jen, whatever you prefer. Uh, I grew up in Southern California, but my parents now live in South Lake Tahoe, which is the lake town right on the border of California and Nevada. Uh, So the West Coast will always still be home. Um, I did my undergrad at the University of Notre Dame, Indiana. Go Irish! (laughs) (laughs) I graduated in 2020 with a Bachelor of Science in Science Business. Uh, So that's kind of a unique major. I know uh, a lot of schools don't have that, but I basically took a lot of biochemistry classes and um, a lot of business electives, and they kind of combined it all into one. So uh, really great experience overall. Uh, Here at UMich, most of my time is spent studying and doing what (laughs) dental students do. Um, But besides being really busy in labs and um, online school at the moment, I'm also involved in ADEA as the District 6 pre-dental chair. Um, And besides that, most of you guys know that I'm a natural bikini athlete. Awesome. So that's definitely a lot of what we're going to talk about early on today. And then later on, we're going to get into, I guess, more general aspects of uh, physical health and diet and everything. But so can you talk first just about why you got into competing? Yeah, absolutely. So I started competing uh, my junior year of college, which looking back was probably a little crazy. Uh, Junior year was definitely my busiest year with applying for dental school, um, completing a full course load. I definitely had some of my harder classes junior year, and I was actually running two clubs at the same time. Uh, But somehow I managed it all and honestly would not have traded the experience for anything. Um, When people ask me about it, sometimes I say, you know, I think that having that routine and having that... um, daily gym time and stuff is kind of what kept me sane during that crazy year. Um, But growing up, I was always a competitive athlete. I started playing tennis when I was about four years old, Um, grew up playing tournaments, uh, played all throughout high school, was a varsity captain my last two years, um, and I absolutely loved it. And I was seriously considering playing tennis in college. Um, I had looked into it and thought, you know, maybe I could walk on to the team. It would be a great time. But at the same time, I didn't want to isolate myself. Uh, I didn't want to go into this new atmosphere where I didn't really know anyone. And I wanted to really expand um, my social circle outside of just sports. Um, Definitely wanted to get involved with a lot of clubs in college. So I made the decision just to commit to my studies Uh, always kind of knew I wanted to do something in the health professions. So it just made more sense to focus on school. Um, So the first two years went by and uh, school was going well. Uh, I was having a great time in college, but I felt like there was something missing. And I kind of missed that competitive aspect of a sport that I had my entire life. So it almost felt like a piece of my identity was kind of missing. So I always told people when tennis ended, the gym kind of became my sport. 
Um, I started lifting weights when I was 16 years old, so it wasn't really new to me. Um, and I had kind of always tossed around the idea of competing. You know, you see these competitors on uh, social media or Facebook and stuff, and it's just really cool to watch. So I always kind of had my eye on it. Um, and then finally, right between uh, sophomore and junior year, I did a little research, uh, found an excellent coach in my hometown, and I committed to it. Nice. So when you're talking about that, that made me think I've met a few girls at Michigan State in my undergrad that do like lifting competitions. So how did you decide like what type of like, I guess, like a fitness competition you were like looking to get involved in? Yeah, sure. So it's kind of funny you mentioned that because a lot of times when I tell people, you know, I'm a competitive bodybuilder, it sounds a little weird and it kind of gives off the wrong message. Um, a lot of people ask me, you know, oh my gosh, what's the heaviest weight you can lift? And I'm like, no, no, it's not quite that. <laughs> so um, what we do, I'm a uh, natural bikini athlete. So that means that instead of getting up on stage and trying to outlift other people, we kind of do all of our work uh, behind the scenes. And then on show day, it's time to present what we put together. So um, I did mention that I'm a natural athlete. So natural means that, for example, in the league I compete in, uh, the PNBA or the INBA, which is the International Natural Bodybuilding Association, all of their athletes that enter are actually drug tested before stepping on stage. And so this was something that's really important to me because especially someone going into the health professions I'm only doing this for my health. And so there's so many ways that you can ruin your health when you get into the unnatural side of things. And there's a lot of um, little things that can be misleading within this industry. So you definitely have to be careful, um, do your research. I did a lot of research into it and decided to start in a natural league because it was kind of a level playing field. You know, everybody's putting in the work, everybody's presenting everything that they've done themselves. That was something that's really important to me. Um, plus, as a future healthcare professional, I want to set an example for my peers and for my patients. Um, and I just think it's so much more rewarding to do this naturally because you really get to see your own hard work pay off. And that's something that you don't always get um, by not doing these things naturally. Nice. So I think me and others are probably also wondering, so what does your competing kind of entail? Yeah, sure. So the one thing I think of whenever I think of competing is discipline all the way around. So you have to have a lot of discipline. It's a big commitment um, to your daily training routine, your cardio, and especially diet. Uh, for me, diet is probably the most difficult part, but it's also the most important. So especially when you're competing naturally, you have to be really in tune with your body to kind of notice little changes that are occurring. And you have to really be on top of it to check in with your coach uh, to make sure things are going well and you're progressing uh, down the path that you want. Um, but besides just the diet and the training, uh, there's a lot that goes into the actual competition part of this. So we spend a lot of time probably anywhere from three to six months at a time getting ready for a show. And besides just 
the diet and your daily training routine, you have to practice posing. So this is something that is a lot of fun for me, especially the first time I competed. Uh, I had to learn how to walk in these six plus inch heels. And I am five nine, so I was towering. <laughs> and uh, my coaches will tell you, I definitely looked like a baby giraffe the first time I was learning this. So there's old videos, and it's kind of fun to bring those up every now and then uh, to see how far I've come in that. But uh, yeah, competition day is a lot of fun. There's a lot that goes into it, including uh, getting the suit, so those sparkly, bedazzled bikinis that we like to wear. Um, getting your heels, your hair and makeup done, uh, traveling, and then of course, entering shows. So it definitely becomes a little bit of an expensive hobby at the end of it all. Um, but it's very rewarding and the friendships that you make along the way, it's a really incredible experience. So how long, like on competition day, are you there? Like, what does it look like? Once you show up and when do you present and everything? (laughs) Competition days are a lot of fun. Uh, No matter how many times I've done it, I get crazy nerves the night before. So nobody sleeps. Um, You usually show up a couple days in advance because even uh, flying on a plane kind of affects the way your body reacts and it actually ends up holding extra water. So we like to show up two to three days before a show and kind of get acclimated to your environment Um, and then the night before show day, you usually go and you get your first coat of, I like to call it Dorito tan because it's very, (laughs) very very orange, very unnatural looking. Uh, but we lather up in this tan, uh, you go to bed that night and you're trying not to move. (laughs) The sheets in the hotels always look like a crime scene the next day. But, uh, so you get your first coat of tan the night before. Then the day of the show, same thing. It usually starts about 6 a.m. You'll go and you'll get your second coat of tan. And then after that, it's straight off to hair and makeup, um, getting all the little things put together, making sure that you're ready. Um, And usually we have a mandatory athlete meeting or a check-in around 9 o'clock in the morning. Um, And depending on the show format, they'll either do a – one show format or a two show format. So when it's a one show, you have one chance to get up on stage, uh, do your tea walk, which is our routine that we do. Um, each competitor has a tea walk that they perform. So it's just like your routine, you get up there and you go through your poses and then you kind of stand off to the side while the other competitors do their routine. Um, and at the end, the coaches or the judges bring you all together And that's when you're kind of doing a pose off or you're trying to um, outpose your competitors. So anyway, um, if it's a two show format, you get to do the whole thing twice because they judge you in the first round, which is called pre-judging. And then the later show, which is usually hours later at night, um, you get up there and it's more of a show for friends and family to come watch. And that's really when it's a lot of fun. Um, so definitely long days. They start early and they end late. I've had shows that have gone until 1030 at night before. So (laughs) it's a long day and it's a lot of fun backstage. Awesome. So did you have plans to continue doing competitions and training while you're in dental school? I know you did one over our summer term. Yeah, I did. So 
um, the summer term was definitely interesting as well because we had um, a lot of changes with COVID-19 come up. So in the middle of my training, uh, gym shut down and everything changed instantly. So we had to be creative for a while. Um, I was actually using gallon jugs of water <laughs> to lift and do things like my side laterals. Um, I used to go run this hill that was a couple miles down the road from my parents' house to get my cardio in. Um, and all the while I was studying for classes and, um, one of the things that helped is I would usually take my notes with me when I would go do my cardio, especially when the gyms were open, I would take um, my little iPad and go do flashcards on the Stairmaster for an hour at a time. Um, so that definitely helped make it manageable. But uh, like I said, co competing is definitely a big commitment. And so I've kind of been taking a much needed break from it, especially while getting acclimated to my new routine here in dental school. Um, I don't have a particular show lined up at the moment, but I definitely want to compete again. I'm kind of having that itch to get back into it. Um, and for the most part, my routine during my off season is pretty similar. Um, I try to keep my diet and training relatively in check so that prepping for a show is something that could be feasible um, while in school. So it definitely just depends on the timing. Right now we have kind of a heavy course load, so we'll see. <laughs> awesome. So that kind of wraps up generally talking, I guess, about competing. And now we're going to transition more just into the fact that you've managed to work out so consistently and eat right during dental school. So how do you like ensure that during a crazy exam week, you're still eating well and getting your workouts in? And then second follow-up question to that does that look different from a week like this week? We don't really have that much going on compared to a week with a bunch of exams or are you still pretty consistent? Yeah, sure. So I guess to answer your first question, um, I really have to make it a priority. And what helps me do that, actually, the number one thing is probably to physically write it out and schedule it into my daily planner. So usually on Sundays, uh, we get our email about what's coming up for the week and I'll go ahead and I'll fill out my planner with my Zoom classes, uh, my labs, things like that. And then I look at where I can fit my gym time in there. And usually I'll fit in a couple hours because by the time you drive over there um, and get set, all set up, it definitely takes a while. Um, so certainly making it a priority um, has been really helpful for me, but we definitely have a lot of crazy weeks here. This is kind of finally a break in the chaos that we've had for the last month. Um, and when I can't get to the gym or things are just a little too busy, sometimes I'll work out here in our apartment complex, um, or even in my room. So especially when things were still shut down, when we first came out here, I would just do a quick hit workout in my room and then uh, my apartment complex actually has 14 flights of stairs. So I would go run up and down those a couple times just to get up a sweat. Um, and something that being in dental school has really taught me is that you can't have this all or nothing mentality. Um, I used to be so committed to having at least an hour to get in my workout. And if I didn't have an hour, I just felt like, oh man, I can't do it. Or it's just not going to happen. And that would make me miserable. But I, what I learned is that 
30 minutes, even 15 minutes is better than nothing. And it's that kind of consistency and that kind of showing up that makes a difference. So you really don't have to be all out all the time to see changes. Um, And this goes not only for physical, but mental health too. And I think that's what's really important is you have to be able to give yourself that break, but not only give yourself a break as in to go work out, but you have to give yourself a break and realize that if you can't put in the hour, then, you know, put in 10 minutes, just get up and do some jumping jacks, anything helps get your blood flowing, kind of helps put me back on track when I'm busy too. Um, And then to answer your second question. So my workouts and my meals, I would say that workouts definitely change when things get really busy. Um, Like I said, I'll just do a quick workout here or there. Um, But when weeks get kind of crazy like that, and I know I'm not spending as much time in the gym, I'm probably not burning as many calories. Um, Sometimes I'll adjust my nutrition and kind of tighten things up and just be a little more strict to make sure I can stay on track in that sense. Um, What really helps with this is planning ahead. So I like to do a lot of my meal prepping on the weekends. um, And that really prepares me to go into the next week and know that I'm set. I'm good. I don't really have to stress about it. That's great. That was an excellent lead into the next question that I had was about meal prepping. I think that's something that everyone knows is like huge. If you're trying to be healthy and you're really busy, that's like one of the best ways to do it and ensure that you're not going to slip up or anything. But so what are your meal prepping tips? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Main things would be to keep it simple and make it enjoyable. So it's got to be something that you like and that you can do consistently because you can't force feed yourself broccoli and codfish if you absolutely hate it. (laughs) So um, when I say keep it simple, uh, what I like to do is I'll have a couple staples, especially for carbohydrates. For example, I'll pick uh, two carb sources for the week and they're usually white rice and sweet potato. And they're really easy to make in bulk. I just uh, boil some water on the stove for my rice. I throw my sweet potatoes in the oven and they last all week in the fridge. So that really makes life easier. Um, I typically, when I bake chicken or make my protein, I keep it simple too. I'll just bake it or do something in bulk on the stove so that I can have it ready for the week. Um, I have a few staple sauces and seasonings that I like to use to kind of switch things up and keep things interesting. Um, And I have a lot of recipes and little tricks and tips here and there that I like to share on my Instagram too. So you can definitely check that out. Yeah, I was going to say you do really fun recipes on there, whether it's like your staples or like your fun rest day recipes are really, they look so good too. So I'll make sure people can get to your Instagram from our Instagram when the day this episode goes up. I know for me, like meal prepping, I feel like the tricky thing is I get, I guess when you're so like out of like a fitness routine, even sometimes when you do meal prep, it's like, sometimes you just don't eat it. And I'm like, well, that was a waste. (laughs) Cause I think people get like sick of like eating the same thing. So I know when I was in good meal prepping routines, what helped me was if I'm going to make chicken I'd prepare like half of it one way and half of it with like a different seasoning or something. And I know for me that helped because at least it wasn't so like repetitive and then I'd be more likely to actually eat the food. (laughs) Yeah, that's an excellent tip. 
For sure. I like to use, like, I'll switch things up with barbecue sauce one week or um, do some of these Lowry seasonings another time. So yeah, that's definitely a big thing. You have to make it enjoyable or you won't stick with it. Yeah. Especially if you're just getting started with it, you have to kind of, I think, ease yourself into the repetitiveness that sometimes does come with meal prepping. And I know a lot of people find a lot of joy and like, that's kind of their de-stressing time if they do choose to just cook day of for people that don't want a meal prep you can still definitely be healthy in grad school doing it that way it just obviously is going to take like a chunk of every day but if that's something that people like I think that could be something worth exploring too for people listening oh yeah for sure I know my roommates usually like to spend their time cooking um, as kind of a stress relief and kind of a break from studying too so that's always a great thing to do Um, I just like to meal prep because I like to get things out and heat them up so I don't have to worry about it. But um, especially on weekends too, it's kind of nice to be able to fresh prep a meal like that. Yeah, definitely. So I think for people that are maybe not fully in as much of a routine as they would like, it's worth maybe trying out meal prepping one week and then maybe trying out cooking day of and seeing what works for you or coming up with like a blend of it and figuring out like what's good because everyone obviously is going to need different things to get through their week and try to be healthy. So, Oh, absolutely. One of the things I tell people a lot of the time too, who are just starting this, it's really helpful to give yourself kind of a cheat day, not necessarily a full cheat day, but you know, go have a cheat meal or go out to dinner once a week. So schedule that in so that you have something to look forward to and it doesn't feel so mundane when you're going through this and kind of trying to stick to a meal plan. Yeah, that's awesome. So what is one aspect of physical health you feel like people often overlook and how do you make sure you maintain that during dental school? Sure. Yeah. So this one, I also really like this question because I think this is probably one of the simplest things that people overlook and that is drinking your water. So this is a big one. Um, a lot of us don't drink enough water and especially here in dental school, it can be hard to do because if you're going into a lab or a clinic for hours at a time, you just forget and you come out of lab and you're starving. And so, um, drinking water is important for a lot of things, uh, a lot of things that we don't even realize. And that's one of those things. So if you're not drinking your water, it's really easy to kind of feel hungrier and we overeat when we do that. Um, but besides that, it's really, it's essential for digestion and flushing out toxins, um, keeping your skin clear. It also surprisingly helps keep your immune system, uh, really active and (laughs) on guard, which we all need right now. Uh, so a good rule of thumb is, sorry, to drink half an ounce to an ounce of water for every pound that you weigh. So for example, if somebody weighs 130 pounds, they ideally want to be drinking between 65 to 130 ounces every day. And I know that kind of sounds like a lot of water, especially when you're not really thinking about it. Um, When I'm competing, I'm actually drinking a gallon to a gallon and a half of water every day just to keep my system moving and keep things flushed out. So um, yeah, drinking water, probably one of those big things that people overlook. Um, And another thing I would say is, 
just getting movement in. So this is a big deal, especially when you spend a lot of time, you know, we're here at our desks really doing a lot of studying every day. And especially while classes are online, um, it's easy to kind of get caught up in this and sitting here watching lectures and pretty soon your whole day has gone by. Um, so even just getting some steps in, I think people don't realize how helpful that is. You don't have to go and put in hours at the gym or you don't have to go for a run, but just simply get outside, um, enjoy some fresh air. And just that movement kind of helps get your blood flowing and kind of can help you clear your head too, when you're trying to study all day like that. Yeah, for sure. I actually lost like quite a bit of weight over the summer without, even really trying. And I know for some people they're like, uh, seriously, but like, I literally would just go for like miles of walks every day and like enjoy the nice weather and get a break from classes. And I know with us coming up to winter, if you live somewhere cold and snowy like us, that's going to be harder. But if you don't, I really think what you're saying, like just doing something, whatever type of activity is good for you and that you enjoy, like it's, going to help your body so much and it's going to help you both mentally and physically oh, yeah, for sure. absolutely looking back I guess because obviously you were like an athlete your whole life so I'm sure that health and fitness has kind of always been a big part of you so comparing how you did your health and fitness and undergrad to dental school what are some of the things that you noticed to be similar and different sure yeah Um, so for the most part, I think things are relatively similar between, um, undergrad and dental school. Um, but there's definitely a big difference between how fitness played a part in my life, uh, between high school and then upper level, like college and grad school. Uh, so for example, when I was playing tennis all the time, I never had to think about fitness and I just used to think, wow, like, I'm really lucky. You know, this is easy for me. I don't ever have to worry about it. Um, And then as soon as that stopped, it was like reality set in and it was like, oh, wow. Okay. I need to actually focus on my health and kind of make a plan to get after it. Um, But I would say in regards to the switch from uh, undergrad to dental school, there has definitely been a big difference in time availability uh, between my senior year of undergrad and of course now first year of dental school. Um, but I've kind of enjoyed having the extra freedom to create my own schedule right now, uh, especially as someone who prefers working out in the mornings. Um, typically when you go to dental school, you would be in class from eight to five every day. Um, and right now we're not on that schedule because of the pandemic that's going on. Um, So it has been nice to kind of be able to schedule things my own way. Um, But for people that don't always have this option, I think that the same thing, you kind of have to make it a priority and make it part of your routine. And once it becomes part of your routine and kind of becomes a habit, I think that it's a lot easier to make sure that you have the time or the accessibility um, to get to a gym. So I've been pretty lucky here um, with Crunch Fitness in Ann Arbor. This is my new gym so far, and I absolutely love it. Um, And besides that, of course, I have the gym here in my apartment complex. So um, like I said before, when things get really busy, uh, we have a lot of those really crazy weeks here. For example, we're spending a lot of time right now um, online and on our computers 
So what I like to do is I'll actually take my iPad or something down to the gym downstairs. And I will even just go walk on the treadmill just to get some of that movement in. Um, uh, as far as coaching and training goes, uh, when I'm on a prep, my coach actually trains me via FaceTime when I can't be at home. So this is always fun to go to the gym. It kind of looks like I'm a crazy person talking to myself or laughing at my phone, but (laughs) it's really my coach on the other end. So, uh, that's kind of cool. I know that's becoming a lot more common now, um, especially with the way things are. So online training is definitely an option. Uh, even if you're not looking to compete. This kind of just popped into my head. Could you see yourself one day being part dentist, part fitness coach for other people? Is that something that's ever crossed your mind? (laughs) Honestly, I think that it would be a great time. I would love to do it. I don't know if I would ever have time for it. Um, I've had a lot of people ask me about it and I'm not certified to train anybody by any means. So um, I'm more than happy to offer advice but I don't uh, take on clients uh, like some people do. Uh, I have great recommendations. So if anyone is ever looking for an online coach or anything like that, I can certainly point you in the right direction. But possibly one day, I mean, this is definitely a big hobby of mine. Uh, I love sharing my advice. I've helped some peers out with meal plans and things like that before. Um, so yeah, if I wasn't in dentistry, I think I would probably be doing something in the health and fitness industry for sure. Nice. So kind of on that topic, um, I know you've been able to actually connect with a lot of different dentists and dental students on Instagram lately through like hashtags and stories and stuff with like working out every day. So what made you want to start the dental Instagram and yours is really geared towards like health and fitness in dental school? Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, it was definitely a way to kind of share my passions with other people. Um, I saw it as this kind of creative outlet that I could use um, not only to share my experiences, but really to connect with other people and to learn from them. And that's one of the things I really love about the fitness industry and um, the fitness community is there's so much to learn. And no matter how long you've been in this, Uh, you can learn something from someone who's just getting into this. So um, I think that's one of the really cool things about it. Um, It's certainly been kind of a fun way to share my experience with uh, staying on top of health and fitness while in dental school. Um, And I kind of thought it would be a unique platform to share with other people. Yeah, it's awesome. And especially for the like, recipes and stuff I always love seeing everything you're doing so and I know you just (laughs) started sharing yeah you just started sharing like actual like your workouts for some days and stuff too so people should definitely check out your page if they're interested in any of this because it's really good yeah for sure thanks so do you have any advice for someone that's just starting to get into kind of prioritizing their health Yeah, absolutely. So my number one piece of advice is consistency and patience over everything. So change does not happen overnight, but it also doesn't require an all or nothing mentality. And I think that's where so many people slip up because they get on track and they start going and maybe you're doing really well for a couple days with your meal plans. And then, oh no, like suddenly there's a night out where we're all going out and we're going to go have fun or we're going to go get cocktails with our friends. So that's no reason to give it up. And I think a lot of people get into that and they think, oh no, I broke the cycle or I've messed up. 
but health and fitness is not about this day in day out constantly being a hundred percent all the time. Um, so definitely my advice to someone starting out is forgive yourself, have patience with yourself and just show up and put in the work. So like I said, even if you're doing 15, 30 minutes a day, even just making simple changes, getting out, going for a walk, those are huge steps in the right direction. Um, I would say make sure that you're setting realistic goals. So whether that be, I want to go out and I want to walk for 10 minutes every afternoon just to get in some extra movement. Those are realistic goals that you can set and that you can really physically attain. So you want to make sure that whatever you're setting for yourself, it's something that you can easily get to because once you start accomplishing those little steps, those all add up and they contribute to a much greater goal. The last thing I would say is ask questions, um, be a sponge. Like I said, there's so much to learn in this industry and you might surprise yourself with what you have to offer for someone else too. Yeah, I definitely think the reason for people listening that I wanted to bring Jenna on, one, I'd always been wanting to bring her on because I feel like she's a very unique classmate of ours, but um, I'm definitely more on the scale of like not really doing much for diet or exercise throughout dental school. So especially with like gyms are open again in Michigan, but it's like not normal still, obviously with Mm -hmm. COVID stuff. So I personally don't really go to the gym anymore, but I went a lot during undergrad and everything. So for me, like, it's definitely not something that I'm like really in a good routine with. So I really like what you said that just um, like, you don't need to be all or nothing. And I think that's where I struggle a lot too. I'm like, oh, well, if I can't do a full 30 minute hit circuit, then I'm just like not going to work out today. Or if I'm not going to eat healthy all day, then why even have one healthy meal? Like that doesn't make sense. So I think like leaving with that mentality is really good. Absolutely. And the other thing too, it's really great because the gym is not for everyone. So you just kind of have to explore different things, find what you love. Um, I know some people who go and they'll do dance classes or they'll do some kind of jujitsu for a workout. And that's so awesome. Um, So really cool things. There's so many options you can do. Jump rope, um, go for a run, even a walk. Like there's just so much to do. And that's what's really exciting about it. Yeah, for sure. Do you have any like take home messages or closing thoughts that you want to leave the listeners with? Sure. Yeah. So, um, like I was saying, uh, fitness is literally for anyone and everyone. Um, there's a really rich community that surrounds it. So don't be afraid to reach out. Um, honestly, probably best way to contact me is via my Instagram. Uh, I love getting messages from new people, even if it's just to say what's up. So definitely don't hesitate to reach out. Um, I'm more than happy to share my advice or even just to chat anything, health and fitness, or of course, teeth. Um, (laughs) That's a big part of our lives right now. So awesome. And then in case anyone listening for some reason doesn't have access to like the Instagram page, yours is dentistry underscore and underscore dumbbells, right? Yes. Okay, cool. Just in case anybody for some reason needs to look it up just by <laughs> typing it. But awesome. Thank you so much for chatting of today. Course. Thank you for having me. And thanks everyone for listening. 
All right, that is the end of this episode. Be sure to check out Jenna's Instagram if you want to chat with her more and also check out the Dental Download Podcast Instagram to connect with me and be up to date on all of our episodes and give feedback for episodes that we're going to be making. For example, the end of semester recap for my fall D1 semester. I'm going to be asking for questions and talking points that you'd like me to discuss in that episode going up on the 21st. So make sure you follow and interact with the stories on there to make this podcast as exciting as possible for everyone. Next week, we're going to be joined by a guest. He is a dentist out in Toronto, Canada. So we have one of our first international dentists, and he's also very involved with pediatric dentistry. So I think you're all going to find it to be a really cool episode, especially if you don't know much about dental care in another country. So I hope you all enjoyed this week's episode, and I will talk to you next Monday.